WRVN. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It is one of those days you just you shake your head. Uh, you look at the way these markets are traded and you might think, okay, I'm going to flip the screen and see what the livestock did. And it wasn't pretty on that side either. We definitely see some struggles within this grain complex to get today as we see another trade drop. What's going on with this market? And it's not just the corn and the beans that are dealing with this big struggle. Have the wheat market being pulled in along with the cattle and the hogs? We'll look at that in a lot of different factors today as Troy Nielsen joins us. He is with Smart Yield. So we got to start there. What the heck happened? Another trade drop in these markets. A lot of red on the screen today, Troy. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, you got to talk about where it really starts. And I think that the big start um, is is in the last few days, at the end of last week. Um, um, and I won't say the name right, I'm sure, as far as the new um, COVID that's that's come out of um, Africa. That's that's probably the big scare that that's going on throughout the world, and I think that's what what the, the what tipped off these markets starts with the stock market. The stock market Friday was down over a thousand points. That's a huge deal. Um, commodity markets started sniffing around a little bit, feeling a little um, top heavy, in my opinion, as far as the funds positions is concerned. And so then um, today we ended up with you know stock market down another five hundred over. 500 points at right now and the market has not closed yet um so another big hit there on the market i think that has the the world is is nervous this this new uh coronavirus string that's coming around and there's different sites to that i won't go into that we're more focused on what it's doing to our markets and that's where it starts and then it comes into the commodity markets and when you look at the commodities, obviously, um, uh, we were, we were due for some corrective action in the corn and the beans, the, the wheat, the oil, soybean oil. But when you look at the positions that they came into these, um, corrections with, uh, you, you have to look at the heavy position that, that the funds started with. Um, and, and we were very top heavy in these markets. So I think that top heavy fund position leads into stronger corrections. Uh, the managed money, um, you know, last week increased on corn about 26,000 contracts, um, about 20,000 on the beans, um, wheat anywhere from three to 18,000, depends on which commodity you're looking at there in the wheat market, um, as well as oil, meal, both, both up. So we had a combined, um, 70,000 contract increase up to about 570,000. Um, and, and meal is much lar- larger on that long position than was expected coming into that report. So you take these really heavy fund positions, then you get this uh, new strain coming out of Africa, it, it tips over the market and so it makes your your sell-offs pretty hard when the funds are taking positions off. Well, having said that, and you look at it, and obviously we're wrapping up a, a month today, we're starting the last and final month of 21, can we expect this momentum, unfortunately, to continue as we start the new month? You know, I um, and that's tomorrow. That's for yeah. Sure. So starting the new month, the weather doesn't feel like it, but tomorrow's December. Um, right now, when you look at these markets, I, I take a look at, um, for example, soybean oil. Um, it, it when you look at the chart, it really had a, a pretty. Um, ugly looking sell-off here yesterday uh it closed very weak and then just continued that um today 
it has not taken out its um, September 21st um, low. So, you know, there's still some support underneath that oil market, which leads right into soybeans. I'm looking at that January soybean. Um, we had a, a low here um, in November. We had a, on, on report day on the 9th, um, January soybeans 1181. We went home today at 1220, you know, so we're still on about 39 cents above that low. Um, so the, the, we haven't turned this thing into a downtrend when you look at that. It's, it's pretty ugly when you look at the, the board or the screen today and see that beans are down 22 cents. But when you look at the chart, it's still got some support under it. Same thing with the corn market. We haven't taken out uh, the prior 557 low here on that March contract. We're about 11 cents above that on the close today. And we actually pushed off of today's lows um, in these markets. Um, for example, on that March corn, we had a low uh, 562 and a half and we closed the same at uh, 568 and three quarters. You know, so it, it looks pretty, it's pretty deep red and it's pretty deep sell-offs, but technically hasn't done a lot of damage to these markets as at this point. But you just brought up a very legitimate point of where we are above and, and it's easy to kind of lose track of that picture when you look at the markets on a daily basis right and then as cash sellers you have to look at the fact that we're still above you know five we're at 568 uh, or excuse me five yeah 568 in that march contract on corn the basis levels are are much better than historical basis numbers out here in the central and western part of Nebraska. And so the, the opportunities for cash at this point in going into that December, even Jan, Feb, March market are still very strong because we're talking about last year's input costs, not what we're anticipating coming up. So there's still some good opportunities, that, tremendous opportunities out there, really. And same thing, Jan, January soybeans, um, you know, still looking above $12 and a historically good basis so um as a cash seller um with and, and most of our guys out here had some above average yields so um should be in good shape with some cash to sell at some very profitable levels yet today lots of great things that we're going to continue to look at as we focus on today's market as we wrap up the month of november stick around when we come back we're going to look at how this really isn't just the corn and the beans that are struggling what's been going on in this wheat complex add to it how do we move forward and inventory squaring away have you done it as we get closer and closer to 2022 and here's food for thought inflation is at the highest it has been in over 30 years more is coming up it's the fontanelle final bell on the rural radio network at Fontenelle Hybrids, our dealers make the difference in the products we sell. Here's Fontenelle dealer Kevin Callwhite from Humphrey, Nebraska. We've had wonderful success. We do a lot of field trials, side-by-sides, and test plots to help fine-tune products for our customers' specific needs. I have peace of mind knowing that next year's products will be selected and tested by someone that knows our farms and knows our area, and that's Fontenelle. For more, visit Fontenelle.com. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide labor. RBM. Welcome back to the Fontenelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. We continue this conversation with Troy Nielsen. He is with Smart Yield. And we left off, and I, I kind of left this little nugget that um, inflation is the highest it has been in over 30 years. And we all know that input costs are, are bigger, higher numbers, and that's going to have some factors that we're going to have to look at as we look towards 2022. So having said that, how does that interpret for you as a, as a commodity guy and you look at the way these markets have been trading? 
Yeah, definitely. Um, we I look at the uh, input cost, of course, that we're anticipating for a new crop, and whether it's you know your fertilizer, your other chemicals, fuel. Um, there's definitely um, a huge. Inf- inflation factor there that we're going to have to deal with here within the next few months as we you know prepare for um market plans for new crop um uh, corn and beans that's for sure um it, it's definitely um probably one of the biggest increases from year to year that we've ever seen in this industry so looking at uh this really does go beyond what's been happening in the corn and the beans and and wheat definitely has been the struggler and sometimes i almost wonder if it's been the leader to the downside on these grains yeah we obviously wheat's raised and every month of the year um year round of course in in somewhere in the world and harvested somewhere and so you know, wheat feeds the world, and that's a big indicator. But at the same time, looking at keeping it in perspective, back there in September, this, and I'm looking at the July Chicago wheat, we were as low as um, 678, um, looking at new crop wheat, peaked out here 863. I mean, it was a tremendous move up here we've seen in the last few months in that wheat market. Now, it's backed off and corrected down pretty strong still holding some support numbers here under this. They're lower support, but we've held some support at about 789. So um, maybe that's one of the leading factors that you see, but I I think also you look at um, what we're experiencing here in the United States weather-wise, that has a huge factor on on wheat and the production um, or the the growth of this winter wheat and how it comes out of it in the spring. We're looking at a back-to-back La Nina year that is a very rare thing and and when you look at the western belt even down into the you know oklahoma texas where we're raising and kansas where we raise a lot of wheat um those moisture levels are a real concern right now and we definitely saw that it was we looked at yesterday's uh crop progress report the final one of the growing season and a lot of these do not have they're at like zero percent when it comes to to surplus topsoil moisture for example Right, right. And that's a huge concern right now. So I think you're going to see some underlying support there. But um, one of the biggest factors, of course, on the wheat, and we're competing with the world, um, and, and wheat's being and bought and sold and traded around the world every single day. And a lot of that just has to do with the U.S. dollar compared to the currencies that we're competing with or selling into. And and that, that moves. And when you talk inflation, um, and then you have, um, you know, if you have... Uh, our stock market correcting, you've got some money pulling to the sidelines. That all has to do with what these managed funds, of course, are willing to do in that market. Um, and you might see some of them backing off of that, possibly. Um, as of today, it sure looks like maybe they did, at least temporarily. All right, we got to ask, inventory squaring away. We're getting closer to 2022. What needs to be done for our producers, Troy? Ab- absolutely. That's what we're doing here at Smart Yield right now is de- um, doing inventory reports with our current producers as far as what they um, have um, on on hand, whether it's delivered or whether it's on storage. Um, and, and so we're doing inventory reports wrapping up um, this year's the, uh, the 2021 marketing year. Um, and then also, um, we typically have a little bit of time before we work into new crop issues as far as production and, and estimates and then break evens. 
Um, we don't feel like there's a lot of time in between this year. We need to get right after uh, planning for next year and, and looking at what is a profitable sale for a guy next year on corn and beans. Those issues need to be um, tackled right away. So having said that, is it checklist time? What are some keys that they can do to kind of pull this all together to be ready? Yeah, um, once you have this year's production, that those reports come into us. Then we're looking at, um, you know, just first thing you start with is is what what's a guy intended on planting next year, and what kind of production estimates are you looking at? Then you start gathering data for um, cost of production, of course, and that number is somewhat of a moving target until it's finalized. But um, you've got to start somewhere with it, and then look at some targets and and see where 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 would you be profitable and where can you get started. So those conversations instead of January. We feel like we're pushing that up a little bit and saying we need to have those conversations one-on-one with guys in December. Lots of good things to think about. What's the best way for somebody to get a hold of you? Yeah, just call our office here in Kearney, 308-234-6805. And that has been today's Fontenelle Final Bell. Just a reminder, commodity futures and options do involve a substantial risk of loss and they're not suitable to all investors. The Fontenelle Final Bell has been brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all your local dealers. You can check this out as a podcast through our website at ruralradionetwork.com or wherever you subscribe to your free podcast. That is today's Fontenelle Final Bell brought to you by Fontenelle Hybrids and all their local dealers on the Rural Radio Network.